Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you go and sign up right now at draft.com with the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft. We are picking back up where we left off in the last episode, reviewing, doing a retrospect on last season, why it's fresh in our minds uh, of the top 50 players finished by totals. And so this episode is picking up where we left off at number 26. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I, I just want to ask you if you have any pre-show rituals, rituals you do for this show, Mike. Uh, no, I really don't. I get a I get a bottle of water. Uh, cause I only have one. Would you like to hear it? Mm, is it is it safe for work? Uh, well, yeah, I'll edit it down so it okay. is. All right. So I I just scream expletives at you while you're doing the intro with my mic on mute just to make sure that the mic is actually going to mute if i want to mute it um hmm. that seems very passive aggressive tyler it may be but if as long as it makes you feel good and it prepares you for the show um i'm okay with it it's totally fine all right good beautiful um let's just let's just get right into it we got a lot of players to go we've already done the top 25, and uh, if you're listening to this as this podcast came out, you know, we're in the middle of the playoffs, and uh, the last two episodes we did the top 10 and then the 11 through 25. If you're listening to this in the future, we're probably going to edit this up into a, a multi-part episode where you're just getting the uh, season review instead of us talking about uh, God knows what in the last two episodes, mostly playoff predictions that have already either come true or have failed. I feel like mine have been good, so I think yours may be the ones that failed. Mm, we'll, we'll never know because I'll never go in, and listen to it. Um, but it's been an exciting playoffs, and that's been pretty cool. But hopefully a lot of people listening to this are preparing for next season. So let's get into number 26. Let's uh, Just to make sure everybody's on the same page. We have sorted these rankings by total. We have gotten rid of turnovers. So this is an eight cat rankings by total for the entire 2017-2018 season. And that puts at number 26. Someone I feel I feel like no one really um cares too much about this player. Um especially outside of Roto Leagues. And this is Otto Porter. How you uh, how'd you feel about Otto Porter's season this year, Tyler? I feel like in a head-to-head league, Otto Porter is a guy who's not fun to pick. Is that fair to say? Yeah, he's he's not fun to pick because when you look at his box score, it doesn't excite you. And I've I've always tried to tell people I don't care what their box score is, what are they producing night in, night out. Um, Some players are more frustrating to own than others, and I feel like this is one of those players. Well, I don't know. I feel like Otto Porter never has, like, the super flashy game either. You know what I mean? Like, he never drops the 40 points or gets – Every once in a while, like a couple, two, three times, four times a season, he'll, he'll almost get, like, 30 points. And that's okay. Well, and that's usually when like either Bradley Beal or John Wall's hurt, right? And yeah. 
a lot of times when he's kind of the third fiddle there, his stats just kind of seem very blah. You know what I mean? Like nothing, no, no category stands out, and so it's hard to get excited about drafting Otto Porter and owning Otto Porter for the season. But Otto Porter just gets be- a little bit better every year and is a top 26 player, obviously. I mean, there's not a ton to say about Otto Porter, I don't think. Like, I think Otto Porter just is Otto Porter. Yeah, he finished um, here playing, um, let's see, all 82 games? Is that true? Wow. No, he played 77. Well, I'm looking at the wrong thing. He played 77 games. Um, still, that is a lot of games for Otto Porter. Played thirty, almost thirty-two minutes a night, and like I said, outside of uh, he's much more valuable in roto leagues. Outside of roto leagues, he is boring, like you like you're talking about. But here he is, ranked twenty-six in totals. That's pretty good. He does every. He doesn't do anything bad. And he, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't hurt you in any category. He and anywhere. he shoots great percentages, right? And he, if you had three-point percentage in your league, right, he's a good three-point percentage shooter as well. He just does everything good and nothing yeah. great and nothing bad, right? It's just everything is good. He is uh, incredibly subjective to whatever your league type is going to be, what you're punting. And probably the most variance, if you're in a roto league or if you're going with percentages, he is a top 30 player. And if you're not, you know, you could bust him down into maybe like the bottom, a lower 60. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, in head-to-head leagues, he's just not fun to pick, right? Like, no yeah. one's going, I want Otto Porter. Like, uh, someone eventually is just like, yeah, I'll have Otto Porter. Yeah, someone eventually just gets fed up and drafts him. Uh, or he's auto-drafted in your in your crappier leagues. Um, going into next season, uh, the Wizards are going are kind of a question mark. We don't know uh, who's still going to be there on the team, if, if they're going to move on from John Wall, if they're going to keep the same team together. And I think... Otto Porter getting a bigger role on that team would pretty, be pretty cool. It'd be good for his value. Uh, but I see Otto Porter kind of being exactly what he was this year, a guy who's solid across the board. That's it. I'm also a little worried about Otto Porter if he has to, like, be the man that those percentages maybe don't look as good. Yeah, he might give you some more of the counting stats, but then his efficiency could drop. And if that's if, if that's what you're looking for, then that's not great. Uh, kind of a crapshoot for Otto Porter, but not really a sexy player. I'm with you there. Number 27 on the list. Um, not a uh, fantastic season from this player overall in totals, but per uh, per game, as always, um, one of the top point guards in the league. I'm talking about uh, Chris Paul, who only played 58 games this season. Tyler, do you still have Chris Paul, even though he is uh, 33 years old? Uh, allegedly he's supposed to get a, a large contract or a semi-large. Uh, we don't know where he's going to be next year. I assume he's going to be on Houston with the way they're playing. Doesn't matter. Um, hmm? Doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter where he's going. I mean, he's Chris Paul on pretty much any team, in, in my opinion. right? He does Chris Paul things. He will get you more assists, likely, if he plays for someone else. But I think he still does most of the other Chris Paul things. So you would consider taking him in in the first round maybe second uh well you can find my top 50 on hashtag basketball.com so the real question is where would you take him like well now i have to go review my top tier players well here i'll I'll just i'll I'll just run a few down for you how's that sound 
He's he's looking like he's fitting in the nine, ten, eleven area. Yeah, run him down for me. Uh, Chris Paul or Damian Lillard? Chris Paul. Chris Paul, LeBron James. Hmm, that's a tough one. I might go with LeBron James. Uh, Jokic. Oh man, that's a tough one too. Um, that's a toss-up. Tied. Paul George. Chris Paul. Jimmy Butler. Chris Paul. Victor Oladipo. Ooh. Maybe Chris Paul. I mean, he's just an elite point guard who gets major assists, and so it's only about three, four guys who get elite assists in the league. So assuming you don't have him over the Giannis, Carl Towns, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, and Davis, then you have him... Ninth, tied for ninth with Jokic, apparently. Wow. All right. Well, that's pretty good. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, and then just like you were saying, I mean, I, I think he's he's safe, and especially, you know, he's he's probably not going to play all 82 games, right? Like, we could probably pencil him in for somewhere between six, 60 and 75. And yep. been a long time since he's played 82 games. Well, only – I mean, three straight years, 74, 61, 58, but he was 82 the year before that. Yeah. Um, so it's possible. But, you know, I mean, I think he's just Chris Paul, and in any league, I kind of really want Chris Paul. I'm with you there. I still think uh, his game isn't, um, you know, he's like a, a, a baseball player who has a good, you know, a, a good changeup or something like that. And I don't like baseball. I don't know why I'm making this analogy, but um, – for him, his game is all about control. He's not the f- fastest dude on the court. He's a great pace changer. He's got great vision. What he does in his game isn't going to be diminished by getting a little bit older. Uh, he's already doing it at 33. He'll do it at 34. And so I, I, I'm pretty pleased with if I got Chris Paul at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round next year. Let's go on to number 28. we got a lot of players uh, here on this list. And this player here was the Wave Wire Player of the Year. Um, Nobody saw this one coming, or at least very few people saw this coming outside of Utah's management. Donovan Mitchell, 28th in totals, the rookie, 79 games. How impressed are you by Donovan Mitchell? Um, astonished. Blown away. Like, literally. Yeah. I, like, I, I, don't, I, saw, I don't understand how anybody saw Donovan Mitchell being this good. I don't understand how anyone that age is that good at basketball. Like, that's really – incredibly rare like james harden wasn't this like this polished or like he had flashes right but like donovan mitchell just started doing it game in and game out it's incredible donovan mitchell started the year ranked 213 in mark's rankings 213 playing 23 minutes a game well he ended up playing 33 minutes a game dropping 20 points and having 1.5 steals um, in the grand scheme of a career, this is a small sample size, even though he did play 79 games. Is this Donovan Mitchell's floor? Well, and that, that, that becomes the real question, right? And this was where I struggled when I was making out my top 50 is we see an outlier season from everybody. And Donovan Mitchell is a little bit older than some rookies, right? I mean, he's already 21. He turns 22 in September. So he's a you know he's not the typical nineteen, but 
you know what I mean? Like, is this an outlier? Or is this really, just the, the basement and where he's going to get better? Like, there's a yeah. lot of ways this could go. I feel like you rarely see an outlier in someone's rookie year. Uh, often, if you are a very good rookie, you have a, a pretty good... Well, I mean, Tyreek Evans. Some, yeah, I was going to say there's some outliers here. Uh, Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans ended up, many years later, coming around and being a very standard uh, league type of guy like that you can kind of rely on. He had a He had a pretty good year last year. Well, and I would argue Tyreek Evans has been somewhat useful almost every year. It's just when he can't keep himself very healthy. Right. And then that's, that's a thing too. And especially in fantasy, right? Like if you're not out there, you're not getting me anything. And that's maybe worse than anything. I, with Donovan Mitchell, it's, it's just how much risk do you want to take? Are you, are you willing to what I'm going to guess in your third round? Good to go. I'm going with the guy who's 22 years old, who had a, who could even be better this year. I mean, is he going to just continue to get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, like Devin Booker has, and eventually is going to be a superstar in the league? Well, can he, can he get better in, in, in any of these categories? He's shooting th- almost 30 or 44 uh, percent, a couple threes a game, one and a half steals, like. I guess he could get a little bit better at assists, but he's almost averaging four rebounds a game, scoring twenty points. Like, so he is a- actually a month older than Devin Booker. I think that's maybe worthwhile to say. That is. Um, so, I mean, he was better than Devin Booker this year, but if you look at probably per game, I, I would guess that Devin Booker was a little better. Um, and maybe that's a good, a good kind of gauge right there. Is you know, who would you rather have next year, Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell? Um, I don't know, man. That's a great, that is a great question. You you would think the answer is Devin Booker. And I think I might, I think I might lean Devin Booker as well. I just think, I mean, we saw, other than the steals, I think we saw a, a, already a much better season from a younger Devin Booker. And, you know, people, most people won't understand that because Devin Booker's, what, this is his third year in the league and, you know, Donovan Mitchell is already that age. Um, I have Donovan Mitchell at 34th behind guys like Rudy Gobert and Vucevic, Gary Harris, Marcus Saul, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal. Okay. Right, like, I bumped some of these guys ahead feel, of him. That feels like a right place uh, a right place to be if you're being conservative for Donovan Mitchell, and I have no problem with uh, you being conservative with Donovan Mitchell. We just it does it, it, it seems suspicious to see a rookie do something like this. Um but here's the other thing too. Like, he played 79 games. Okay, so I, if you're looking at totals, that factors in, right? 79 games is one of the highest amounts of anybody. Okay. The other thing that kind of sort of worries me is like, there's a lot of categories that aren't like super good, right? Like 3.7 and rebounds, 3.7 assists are okay. But 3.7 rebounds for a guard is, is certainly okay. But, like, he kind of threw off a little bit other than the three-pointers. Like, a, a guy like DeMar DeRozan, like, who would you rather have there, right? Like, I have him and DeMar DeRozan back-to-back in my rankings. And it kind of just, like, got that little DeMar DeRozan vibe. Not that there's anything wrong with DeMar DeRozan, right? We talk about DeMar DeRozan being underrated a lot, but... I don't know. I just I couldn't really separate those two in my rankings. Like, I just kind of felt like 
DeRozan scores a little more. Mitchell hits a few more threes, but they might be kind of similar. And I think people are going to go, oh, well, you know, Mitchell had a slow first half because Utah wasn't playing him, blah, blah, blah. It's not entirely true, everybody. Uh, Donovan Mitchell started... 71 games he started out of 79. So he had eight games where he didn't start. Mid-November, late November is when he broke out and he never looked back. So this is a good sample size. I, uh, I, th- I when think you look at his averages, but when you look at what he could be career wise, it's a little too early to tell. Yeah. I think he will probably not be on any of my teams. Cause I think the people are going to be like, Oh, he was a rookie. He was awesome. He's only going to be better. Blah, 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 blah. He was 20, whatever, eighth, seventh, wherever we're at now. Um, and so I think he's going to kind of be a second round pick and, yeah. uh, He's kind of at the end of my third round, so. Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you there, and also fantasy wise, he's good, right? You you just kind of said it. He's he's really good fantasy wise, but he doesn't do anything spectacular. Uh, he's a very good player, not a not an elite second round player. Um, so I think we're kind of on the same page with Donovan Mitchell. We'll see uh, how he improves over the off season. quick moment now to talk about an app that I really like on my Android device. There's a lot of choices for what kind of app you want to listen to a podcast on. You're obviously listening to a podcast right this second, and you might be thinking to yourself, the app that I have isn't that great. Well, I want you to go out and check out Podcast Republic. Um, It is in the Google Play Store right now. It is our preferred way to listen to podcasts. It's got a lot of really great features. I just find it incredibly convenient for organizing my podcasts and making sure uh, they're downloaded and that I'm consistently listening to. I'm like behind on a billion podcasts. I'm sure you are too. But the ones that I know I need to listen to, Podcast Republic. Really well, and because Mark Gasol shot forty two percent of forty six or forty seven. So if you're in the everybody, market everybody for wanted to a tell me, oh, podcast app on your Android device, go blah, out blah, and blah, check blah. out Podcast Republic he, on the Google really? Play Store today. Like he really did. Now back to he the got show. you more rebounds than he's ever gotten you. He still got you those four assists that we wanted. He got you the most blocks he's gotten you in the last three seasons. Right? Like Mark Gasol did a lot of good stuff. And Mark yeah. Gasol was still really, really valuable. And sometimes things don't happen the way you wanted them to, right? Like he, they goes up in some categories and down in others. But I think Marcus All was Marcus All. Well, I I really like the fact that people think Marcus All had a bad year and that maybe he's on the decline. I know he's like thirty three, so he's technically on the decline. But I like the fact that people think he had a bad year simply because he's going to be underrated in the draft next year. You'll probably get him at a good cost. I think we got him at a good cost this year too. Um, I think he finished higher than where we picked him in most cases. Yeah, I mean, we're picking did. him at the beginning of the third round, were we a lot of times, right? So yeah. maybe, yeah, into the third round. Yeah, I think. 
That's what I mean. So I think we mostly turn to profit. Absolutely. And that's exactly what you're trying to do. And I think Marcus Soule is a great uh, category for that because he's not hot. He's not a great name. He's not young and flashy. And Well, uh, and no people, one wanted to watch Memphis, right? No one Yeah, did. nobody wants to watch Memphis. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> going to want to watch Memphis next year. Uh, I don't know what Memphis is even going to look like next year. So, I mean, you're just going to get Marcus Soule for a deal. He's going to do Marcus Soule stuff. He's going to be underrated. He's going to be undervalued. You're not going to be able to trade him for a proper value if you have him. So just be aware of that little. But you probably don't want to because he's he's fine. He's good on your team. Well, and he probably only does a little better than he did this year. If that's, yeah. I mean, to say that about a 33-year-old may sound a little bonkers, but, I mean, I, I think he kind of didn't do some things he normally does. So. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I think we were still good. We are both still going to like Marcus Hill next year. Let's go to number 30. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, Joel Embiid. Uh, f- 63 games blew to smithereens the over-under that Tyler uh, t- put up on the on the mark. I think you had him playing like 22 games. No, I put the over-under at 50 because he played 31 last year. He played much more than 50. And, okay, so I will ask the question, and then I will answer my own question, perhaps. Okay. Did this season alleviate some concern, most of the concern, all the concern about his injuries, or none of the concern? Um, I'm going to go some concern. We weren't sure if he was ever going to play a game – then he played two single games, or you know, you know, he played uh, uh, thirty-one games last year. And we we're like, is this even? Is it possible for him to play over the course of a season? And the answer is yes. Like he he lasted the entire season. He didn't have any major setbacks. He did have injuries. He did sit out, and that's still a flag at someone that age, only playing sixty-three games. You're treating him like he's Chris Paul, you know. Um, but if that's what his career is like in 60, you know, playing 63, 65 games, getting to the playoffs, he played in the playoffs. He, uh, was 23 and 11. Uh, his blocks did not go up even though his minutes went up and everybody was kind of looking forward to that. But I'm, I'm somewhat alleviated with Joe Embiid. I'm somewhat more, much more interested in drafting him next year, obviously than we were this year. So, uh, I got one more question, and then I'll, I'll answer both questions. Okay. Is Joel Embiid a good three-point shooter, an average three-point shooter, or a bad three-point shooter? Um, well, it depends on what bad is in, in this day and age. But um, Well, I would say I think that, it might not be a good – he's not a good three-point shooter. Okay, so average is like – it got up to 36% this year for the first time ever. Um, good would be – well, elite would be like in the forties, I would yeah. say. So good would be probably like thirty-seven, thirty-eight. You know what I mean? Like somewhere between great and. I don't think he's a or, good three point shooter. And, and to me, bad would be like thirty-one and below. I don't think he's very good. I think he's bad. I think this year we found out that he cannot shoot the three pointers as good as we all thought. I think we all found out he cannot block as many shots as we thought. When he has to play a larger workload, right? In 25 minutes, especially when they're, you know, kind of playing you in those bursts, 
you can kind of blow your gas tank and then sit on the bench and then blow your gas tank and then sit on the bench, right? But when you got to sustain yourself over the whole game, you can't kind of waste all that energy, right? Yeah, let's let's maybe throw a little Hassan Whiteside syndrome when Hassan Whiteside was blocking 12, 22 shots a game and everybody was like, oh my God, imagine he was playing more minutes. Well, when you play more minutes and you actually have to play uh, real team defense instead of uh, chasing after your uh, any block you want to, and and basically having bad position, not getting back, you know, uh, you're, you're you you can only average so many blocks per game if you're not chasing blocks. And I think you know two little around two is is probably it, and that's where Embiid ended up this year. So here's what I'll say about Joel Embiid. So I'm kind of with you that alleviated some of my concerns, right? So I'm saying if you play in a standard size league, like 10 and 12 teams, I'm pretty comfortable picking Joel Embiid in the top 20. If I play in a 14, 16, 18, 20 team league, or a league where there's almost no waiver wire, I don't know that I want Joel Embiid where he's going to be picked. Like at all. Why is and that? the theory, the theory behind that is in a league where he's readily replaceable, right? Like, I mean, there was lots of decent centers on the waiver wire this year in like standard leagues, right? We can both agree on that. Yep. I think Joel Embiid does a lot of great things, right? 11 rebounds, 23 points, some good percentages, shoots threes, gets you three assists, gets you two blocks a game, right? There's a lot of good stuff there. And if I can pluck somebody and say, all right, you're in now, and I get the other 20 games from that person, I feel pretty good about that player as an overall for the season, right? Sure. In a deeper league where the you know bench guy is Costa Kufis, and I get 20 minutes a game on the Kings. Was he playing 20 minutes a game? Yeah, he plays like 20 minutes every year, man. Oh, holy shit. That's insane. Yep. He should be out of the league. You know what I mean? When when I actually think Costa Kufus is a really good reserve center. Not a good no, fantasy not. center. Because no, definitely I, not. Dude, Costa Kufus, underrated take. Costa Kufus is like the third best defender on the Kings. Okay, well, that's that's literally saying nothing. It's the Sacramento Kings. Let's not deep dive too far in the Sacramento Kings, though. But anyways, that the, that Costa Kufa's point is an aside, right? Because <laughs> my point being, if the guy plays 20 minutes and he he's not going to produce anything great in 20 minutes, right? Not many people can. If that's the best thing available on the waiver wire, I still think there's a lot of risk that Joel Embiid, even 63 games, is not a ton. Right? No. So I I think I'm... I'm willing to pick him in the second round in a shallow league where there's replacements. If there's no replacements, if someone's going to take him in the second round, it's not going to be me. It's still a high, it's still a high risk, high reward type of thing. But at this point, I think it's safe to say he's not an 80 game player. I think you no. just foolish if you put that as your projection for him. I think he's a 65 game player. And the the one the, the biggest injury where he missed the most games was kind of freaky, right? He broke his face. That's what true. Are, what are the chances he breaks his face again? He doesn't break his face. His face. Maybe he plays eight, nine more games. He's in the seventies, and per game, he's a top twenty player. 
Yeah, but maybe he breaks his hand in the next game, or I don't know. He... I, I, that's a freak thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like, oh, was if Jimmy Butler breaks his face? Like, I'm with you. Break their face. Uh, I'm with you, but now he's gonna have another year on the bad legs, and and I just don't feel. I don't feel any way comfortable saying right. So my my target went from fifty to now. It's probably my over under as like. 65 right but i i don't feel at all comfortable betting the over on that no i don't either joel Embiid, uh definitely a crapshoot definitely high risk high reward type of guy tyler would take him in a shallow league up where he is probably being drafted um in a roto league i i'm still a little you know you can get those quality starts out of him so he's still i think he's also worth uh, maybe a late second round Type of if he's still around at that at that point, but uh, still a lot of question marks with Joel Embiid whether he can last a whole season. Um, he's definitely not going to be playing close to eighty games at all. Um, but our next player at thirty one, not only did he played eighty one games this season, and um, this guy is incredibly reliable. He has played eighty games or more in the last three seasons. I'm talking about CJ McCollum. I feel like he's uh, another guy where people were kind of disappointed at points in the season. You know what? Like, I, I, I see Jim McCollum sucking. He he did suck, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, he played in these totals. He's ranked very well because he played 81 games. He got a lot of stats. He did what he normally does, except for he did shoot back to a uh, a much more um, normal field. I tried to tell you you would, man. I tried to tell you. You were you were there. You were right. You had that uh, pre preseason. You were you were on that. Um, but I also feel like CJ McCollum is often underrated. I think the league is moving past CJ McCollum. Uh, he's very good, but the rest of the league got better. So a couple years ago, on average, he was ranked thirty fourth. Um, that's right in that area where people kind of pay, start paying attention to you, but some, you know, it's, it's not like you're, you got big flashing lights over your head. Um, he basically did the exact same thing he did that year, this year, same percentages, same, all, everything across the board, really. And he was per, on average, uh, 52nd. So... Now, all that means is 20 players are got better than him. He stayed good. He stayed as good as he normally is. 20 players just happen to get better than him. And I think that's exactly what's going on with CJ McCollum. And I think just because of that, he start, his rankings start to drop. Well, you know, the things that CJ McCollum is good at, right, a lot more people are getting good at, right? Like, his threes used to elite, right? And now it's just like, well, a lot of guys hit two and a half threes. Um also, he's a guard that I don't super love to draft because it's one steal and it's not even half a block usually. Like it's just and like it's also I, I, three point four assists. Yeah, and like it's just like mm, and, and, and it's like you know a lot of stuff that's okay, but it's just like if you just gave me a steal and a half, I'd feel a little better. Or you just yeah. gave me like point seven blocks, I'd be like yeah. I feel like but, he used to be a solid 
uh, second tier shooting guard. And now be, just because of the way the league has gone and just everything else that's gone on in the last couple of years him, and him basically kind of plateauing here, uh, he kind of drops down to a third tier. I ranked him 42nd. That, that sounds like a third tier shooting guard. Thoughts on that? You can talk about position scarcity there if you if you'd like, but that sounds really fair. I, I just I just couldn't find a way. And here's the reality: if anything in my rankings between now and start of season next year, I think he goes down, not up. Ooh, that wow, that's inter- That's an interesting statement. Just because, okay, like, okay, he goes up if, like, someone gets a season-ending injury, right? Like, he moves up a spot. Like, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about, like, I just, there's nothing sexy about him, right? Like, I'd rather have, you know, a high upside player in this category or that category. Here's a a guy I rank below him that situation could change a lot, and I could throw E above him pretty easily. Hassan Whiteside. Mm. Right, like, if Whiteside moves to a different team, couldn't you see Whiteside kind of vaulting past him real fast? Like, there's uh, just a lot of... I don't know. I, I have a lot of asides about Hassan Whiteside that I, I don't feel like I want to get into at this time. Uh, I think Hassan Whiteside's a crapshoot. I think he was he was an outlier, and I think we saw how what, what, a, what type of outlier he was. I'm not a fan. There's also just a lot of guys, like, if you're punting specific things, like a, a guy below him, right below that in my top 50, DeAndre Jordan, right? Like, if you're going for a DeAndre Jordan-type team, like, DeAndre Jordan's ahead of him in your rankings. Like, I just yeah. don't really feel good about moving him above anybody. Like, just, he's That's CJ McCollum. Fair. I, I, I'm with you. I think we're actually going to talk about a few uh, guards that I, I like more than CJ McCollum and easily boost up uh, here in a little bit. But... First, let's talk about a guy who was injured, and that is the only reason he is ranked 32nd. Uh, Jimmy Butler only played 59 games, did have a, a fairly severe injury that uh, hindered his production and uh, dropped him down to 59 games this year. Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is an early second-round pick. I think he is even He's the first second-round pick for me in a 12-team yeah, league. I think he is underrated as a second round pick i think he will go in the middle of the second round or even late second round and really you should be picking him at the beginning of that second round because especially after this injury his stats are going to look a little worse than totals the way people look at it is jimmy butler he's great here's the one question i think may be worth asking about jimmy butler how great is he over under games for jimmy butler next season i want you to set the line this time Mm -hmm. Well, he, I know he has a history. I'm very aware of his history. I think that the number is actually pretty seven, locked in if you look at it. I, I, I'm going to say 68. It's right there, right? Somewhere between 65 and 68. The last, what is this, five seasons, read 67, 65, 67. Then he did get 76, but then he fell away to 59. So if you average that out, I mean, it's right there in that 65, 68 range, right? So I think it's fair to say that it's probably 65 to 68 games next season. Um, so yeah. maybe in With those... elite steals? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. no. We're not going to go there because yeah. you know we both love Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but Jimmy Butler. 
if we're talking about one of those crazy deep leagues again, I don't know that I'd pick him at 13th. I'd probably have him more like 20th or a little later. I'd probably bump a couple guys ahead of him just because I feel a little bit safer about the games. And in some of those leagues, you need the games because there's nothing to get when he's hurt. That's true. Yeah, it depends on it depends on how what what you're trying to achieve in in, in the league. Um, I, I'm kind of with Tyler on that. I I, I like to Jimmy. Uh, I like Jimmy Butler too much to pass him up, so I probably won't pass him up. But I, I do agree with Tyler's uh, deep league synopsis. And uh, here's another player at 33. Same kind of spiel. Um, both of these players, Jimmy and um, number 33, Kyrie Irving, are going to I think be a little underrated. Uh, just because people are going to see their stats and their ranks and they're going to go, well, why were they ranked so low? Oh, well, they're injured. Well, they might get injured again. It's kind of a – I think that's a fool's errand uh, with certain players. But Harry Irving, also a player who has seen um, his fair share of injuries, uh, sitting out quite a few games over the past few years. I know he had – 72 the previous season, but he had 53 the one before, 75 the last season. So playing a few more games than Jimmy Butler has. Um, but, yeah, Kyrie Irving, I think, is going to be nice and um, underrated. going. I, I'll take you on on that one because I think Kyrie Irving is often a little overrated. That's true. I, um, I mean, so, we're talking about a matter of, like, three or four picks, right? Like, no, no but, but, you can get but here's – Here's what I see a lot, and I think you'll back me on this. Like, I'll be in a draft, especially if I'm in a draft with I – don't, I don't know really what I want to say here. The average NBA fan. Okay, there you go. Okay? And, like, Kyrie Irving and Chris Paul are on the board at the end of the first or early second round, and the guy picks Kyrie Irving. And I'm usually, usually just confused. I'm just like, and you go. I'm usually like, great. You know what I mean? That guy would never think Damian Lillard should be picked over Kyrie Irving, and I think Damian Lillard should be picked over Kyrie Irving. Yes, 100%. So, so like, that's a benefit. So my point being is, like, I often don't ever own Kyrie Irving on any of my teams because I see Kyrie Irving, like, go in the first round, and I'm, like, confused and See, just going, like, huh? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and and in, the, in, the, in the standard layman's leagues... Here's the true. I think experts actually kind of underrate. Here's the thing that Kyrie Irving that gives me the little heebie-jeebies. Now, we could talk about the Brad Stevens thing, like almost getting him to shoot 50%, which was pretty freaking amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But five assists a game? Like, that's okay, but not great. 1.1 steals, that's okay, but not great. Point three blocks, that was okay, but not great. And 24.4 points is pretty good, but not super elite. It's, it's up there. And, and so, like, I just he's another guy. Like, I ranked him 21st. I ranked John Wall ahead of him. I think that's maybe a, a crazy take. That is, and, uh, That's a weird take based on, based on this season. It's a weird take to take, but I see where you arrived at it because John Wall does elite stuff, um, and, and and in a head-to-head league, that's way more important than someone who's really good at a bunch of things but not great. 
And that's kind of where I was going with it, right? And and I rank guys like Ben Simmons ahead of him, right? Yeah. And and guys like Draymond Green and Joel Embiid mm-hmm. and Kawhi Leonard, maybe, right? Because uh, Kawhi Leonard, I, I will admit, was the toughest Still person. Put him up there, yeah. Is I'm putting him up there right now, but I yeah. mean, we talked about this a lot. Like we'll that could be gone, <laughs> right? Sure. So I have him 21st, and I don't think he ever lasts to 21. So I don't think I'll ever own him. But I think that point was maybe worth making that. He's sometimes overrated and sometimes underrated, if that's possible. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, a living enigma on a flat planet. Um, next up, number 34, my boy. You, the Tyler is such a hater of my boy. Will Barton, number 34, made it again this year. Now, he played 81 games, everybody. Let's all settle down a little bit. But, Tyler, you always hate all the time on my boy Will Barton. And Will Barton comes to play every single year. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, I don't even think you could have imagined Will Barton being this good. <laughs> Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah, that's very fair. Okay, so we're on the same page there. Will Barton, another guy who doesn't do anything sexy, right? He He's very much in the... I don't know. Everything well across the board, and when he plays and he plays big minutes... The dude plays. I just don't know how anyone and, – and we could talk about fallacies in, in our rankings, right? I mean, I'm going to look up where he was ranked at the beginning of the season to begin with in a second. But how could anyone see him playing 33 minutes as a 27-year-old? Like all of a sudden he got 33 minutes a game. No, I would have never guessed. Um, I always like oh. snagging Will Barton late because, I, you know, he's always good for like two months of playing wild out. And uh, this year he started. Mark had him 130 starters minutes anyway. He didn't start. Mark had him 139. So if you picked him, you got a hell of a profit. What about going in the next season though? What's what's up with Denver next season? Um, so I I'll flip that question on you because he's outside my top 50. He's outside my top 50 too. Yeah, and he's a free agent, correct? I believe so. So we don't really know, and and I think maybe it's not even worth saying. You know what I mean, because if we don't, if he's on Denver, we could maybe talk about it. But is he going to be on Denver? Like, I could see somebody splashing a lot of cash. This guy, if he is on a team now, you know, let's we Will Barton does seem like a really good uh, nominee for contract player of the year. You know what I mean? Like, guys who are on contract years, they all play better on contract years, but some guys play a hell of a lot better on contract years. And uh, I think Will Barton uh, could be one of those players. But if he's going to another team uh, that splashes some cash at him and he's going to play 33 minutes again next year, I'm going to start thinking about putting him in my top 50. Well, but, I mean, just because someone throws a lot of cash at you doesn't mean you're going to be a star player on the team, right? Like, say the Kings throw a lot of cash at him. You have to go to the right – I don't care what, how, what he's going to get paid. What I'm saying, he goes to a team that allows him to play 33 minutes a game. Yeah, and so – you know, I mean, we, it's all it's all bull crap, right? I mean, when anything we say about what team he's on, like no one knows. What about Will Barton on Orlando? God, Will Barton on Orlando? I'm Jesus. interested. I'm interested. Just running yeah. the team. He's the yeah. alpha, alpha dog there. I, I don't know. Like I, I'll I'll admit this. Okay, I look at this stat line and I say, that's for you, Mike. Because look at the rest of his seasons. Okay, he played 73 games, then 41, then 58, 
Okay, then he played 82, then he played 60, then he played 81. And like, in the last two seasons, at some point in the year, over a month or so span, he was ranked in the top 30. Yeah, okay, so... like He's just, if he's I, just a guy to keep an eye on. I don't. I wouldn't draft him in the fourth round because he's going to be good for a month. But I'm just saying, like, he doesn't... Okay, he's, he's so... He's worth drafting. I'll say I'll put him at pick 80. His ADP is pick 80. Don't ask okay. me why, but we'll, right. we'll say that's what it is. Would you would you draft him? At pick 80? Yeah, I think I'd, I'd consider him at pick 80. There's a lot of junk down here. Okay, so assuming he's on the same team in the same role, right? The, the, the Nuggets, for whatever reason, don't make any moves. Yeah. They added the draft pick or whatever. Pick him at seventy five. Like, like, where are you picking him? Like, I mean, I'm st- I'd start considering what- him probably around seventies in the 60, 70, 70 range. And in a standard league, right? Like, that's getting to the point where, like, that's probably a guy I hold for the whole season. But you know what I mean? Like, it's getting on the fringes of like maybe I cut this guy if he sucks. This yeah. is the guy, though. I, I think yeah. if you draft, you you almost can't cut if you're assuming that he's going to have two or three really good months. You got to stick with him through the crap. Yeah, let him let him just suffer through it because he's going to have two amazing se- uh, so, months at some point during the season. Here's the type of gamble I like to take on a player like this. I'll let someone else take the shot on him at seventy or eighty, and I'm hoping that idiot cuts him, and I get the good stuff, and he gets the crap. Or you can. Start. You could trade with that player, whoever drafted Will Barton at a low period in Will Barton's uh, season, and have him throw Will Barton in on on a trade. You know, like that's that's yeah. probably the best. Like Will Barton is not going at thirty fourth in anyone's draft next year. He shouldn't. And um, yeah, this is just it's just a. I, I love that Will Barton is relevant every single year. I just that's all. I, that's what I love about him. In some but- fashion. Okay, and, and here's what I'll say. Probably This is probably the first player on our list that I'll say this about. Would you be like completely floored if Will Barton fell into obscurity next season? Like he I, was just, I would. I wouldn't be floored, but I'd be surprised. The guy's proved that he does it every year. Surprised? I'll give you. But like I'm talking about like if any other player we've talked about so far fell into complete obscurity, I'd be like, no way, no way. Like barring injury... There's no way that guy's just nothing. Lou Williams? Yeah, but see, even Lou Williams has always been kind of – like, we talked about that at the beginning of the season, right? Like, He's always been relevant, yeah. Right. Like, I could see Will Barton, like, if he gets on a team with, like, a crap ton of guards, like, shooting guards, small forwards. Like, riding the bench the last half of the season, like – for no, yeah, like, for you know no what I mean? Because he's not, just not playing, and you're like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, yeah no, it's 100% possible. And I wouldn't be like, oh my god, I cannot believe that. Like, that is freaking unbelievable. Yeah, Whereas, I like, I wouldn't, like, go to that town and try to burn the stadium down. Like, right, I which, he's the first guy, though. Will you agree with me on that? Like, yeah, yeah, every I other... will agree that he's the first guy on this list that we've said, that you could even remotely, he might be one of the only guys on this list, maybe outside of a couple people who you could even say that about. Yeah, so that's that's always kind of my point with Will Barton, like, no way. That's that's one of the big reasons they're being like. If you said fair. no way in the top fifty, like he's no way in the top fifty for me because I there's a some percent chance that that happens. It's not a high percent, I'll give you that, but there's some percent. Whereas some of the other guys, I think it's zero percent. 
other than injury, which we, we can't really predict. That's true. Let's move on to uh, the 35th ranked player, even though this dude only played 48 games. DeMarcus Cousins, ranked 35th in totals over our, through 48 games, was having the most monster season of monster seasons in the history of DeMarcus Cousins' career. We don't this know what's going to happen. Out, man. Yeah, man. It's, it is me too because I, I, I've always been pulling for DeMarcus Cousins. He's always been a favorite uh, fantasy player of mine. And you know, he's just jacking threes left and right now. And uh, he was having a great season. And um, I think he was going to have kind of a monster one. He was uh, averaging uh, He was averaging in the top ten. I think he was six overall per game, which is pretty crazy. How long is is DeMarcus Cousins projected to be out? Like, what is like, where do you, what are you looking at him next year? Okay, so he says he's hoping to be ready by training camp. Okay, I held him outside my top fifty for the reason of injury, and even if he's healthy by training camp, right? Like, I he- just. I just don't think he's going to be full go, right? Like, there's no way this guy's going to start the season playing 35 minutes a game, right? Like, I just got injured in January, at the end of January. I don't know how he's ready for training camp, right? And so, like, the the injury thing was like, okay, he's going to miss some games. He's probably going to start off slow when he comes back, right? Sit back to backs, like do those things that guys who have a massive injury do. So that kept him outside my top 50. But I'd like to do the the do kind of a thought experiment here, okay? Because we don't really know, right? I'll agree with that. Yeah. But say for whatever reason we see him in like a preseason game or two, and he's going to start the year healthy. I put quote marks around yeah, that. Yeah, he right? looks fairly healthy. Where the hell do you pick the Marcus Cousins? Mm. Coming off an Achilles injury. Season, he looks fairly healthy. He looks like he's going to start in the first game. Now, if it's a back-to-back, right, the first two games are back-to-back, he might sit game two. But he's going he's gonna to play in the first game. Well. That's a given. I'm giving you that, even though it's not a given, okay. right? Um, I'm gonna... I'm, uh, don't you treat him like you would treat Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid is good in uh, – Cousins well, is better than Joel Embiid. Cousins has more – uh, injury risk than Joel Embiid suddenly. Um, Joel Embiid is going to play limited games. Cousins is going to play limited games. Cousins is better per game. I would take him. I would probably take Demarcus Cousins one ahead of Joel Embiid. Well, I, and I guess the question is, how much does this Achilles slow him down? Right, like if they, I like I ooh, no way I could pick him that high. I don't think. As he's, bad too, as, he's too good. He's, he's too so, good not to. He's so he's been so good, but we have no idea what this Achilles is going to do, right? Like no idea. And this is, I mean, turn some players into. Don't, don't remind me. Don't you know what me. I mean? Do not remind me what a torn Achilles can do to a player. Um. Yeah, this is one of the biggest head scratches for me. So here's how I played it out in my brain. He tore it in January. I don't think you see him anywhere near fully healthy, like twelve until twelve months later. Till Christmas, yeah, yeah. So 
to me, if he's going to miss like most of the games up until Christmas, and then he's going to start building his way back, that's that's hands off in the draft you're for getting, me. You're getting a half a season out of him. Let's say you get 48 games out of him. But uh, if he you was get ranked 35th in totals in 48 games, if you get 48 games, they're not going to be at 36 minutes. They're a game. not going to be at this level of play. You're right. And right, because he's going to start off like 15, 20 minutes. Like they're not going to start this guy off at thirty-five minutes. I wouldn't. Like, if you're whoever's paying the money, you, you can't. You can't yeah. start him and, off. Like, and here's the other thing, and not that I think this super matters with the Marcus Cousins, because I mean we've seen him produce on a lot of you know in a lot of different situations. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what team he's going to be on because he's an unrestricted free agent, and or he could be back with the Pelicans. He could be anywhere. No, no idea where he could be. No idea. It's wild. Um, that will be something to watch so, as we get closer. So we'll definitely be talking about that closer to the season. Um, yeah. let's let's move on to number thirty six. This guy's a little confusing as well. Um, kind of took a step back this year, but played eighty one games and got him into the thirty six spot. Uh, Josh Richardson on the Miami Heat. Um, looks like he's a looks like he could be a pretty good player in the league, but that team is kind of a roster cluster. Um, Josh, I, I I don't know how I feel about Josh Richardson literally at all. Other than he's a pretty he's a, other than he's a pretty good fancy player that I'll never draft. Uh, well, I don't know about that. So he's not in my top fifty for next year. Nah, but me I mean, I think there's definitely a, a point where I would draft him. Now, will other people be drafting him higher? That's likely. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. But like. I mean, Josh Richardson or Will Barton? Well, Josh Richardson. Only yeah. because Josh Richardson... Well, I don't even know. Actually, I don't know. Will Barton played in 33 minutes. I'll take Will Barton. Yeah, but who do you feel better about playing in 33 minutes, Josh Richardson or Will Barton? I feel better about Josh I, Richardson. Uh, a little bit. Barely, Not a lot. Barely. Not a lot, but a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know I what's would, going on in Miami. Um... I guess here's what I'll say about Josh Richardson. Paying a I, bunch of mediocre players way too much money. That's what's going on in Miami. Right. Well, and the fact that they matched that Tyler Johnson contract. I mean, we talked about Idiots. that. That Absolute was just dumb. And... That franchise is now buried. The East has been shit for decades, and it's going to be even somehow still going to be. It's, it's it's getting better, I guess, with Philly and Boston. But let's not so, get into that. Josh Richardson, I would probably I, – I think maybe he's in the same boat as Will Barton in a little bit, right? Like he he does a lot of okay stuff and not a lot of great stuff. and But in like that 60, 70 range, I, I'm starting to look at Josh Richardson if it fits my team yeah. and it's what I need. Like I'm probably not super excited. Like I'm not jumping out of my chair going, yeah, I got Josh Richardson, but – There's a right me. price for him, right? Um, yeah. it's It's definitely – when everybody starts overlooking him, that's that's the right time. That's the right p- price for for someone like that. Um, I I don't want to get too far into Josh Richardson, but we'll have to see what's going on in Miami's rotation as we get into next season. I'm but, with you. Yeah, I mean he's got to watch. Flag him, flag him on your in your league. I'd rather much I'd much rather watch this next guy, ranked thirty seven. Um, definitely was one of the players uh, to watch, uh, kind of a sleeper player going into the draft. And I'd say he did uh, perform uh, as a sleeper should. Jamal Murray 
for the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are lousy with combo guards, and uh, I don't I, I I I don't know what to do with the fact that him and Gary Harris and Will Barton are all on the same team. They they kind of need like a different type of player. But uh, Jamal Murray at 21 years old had a fantastic season. And I think he uh, looks like he's someone who can get progressively better. I'll back you there. But, I mean, he he's in the Otto Porter class in, in some ways, right? Like, he does a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, yeah. like, he, I don't really see any category I think he's ever really going to stand out in. Yeah, now that we've kind of gotten down to the second half of this top 50, we are looking at a bunch of players who are flawed in, in some specific way. Uh, he's another player that across the board is good. But And, and like, Not if we're comparing him to other young guys, right, like the Donovan Mitchell and the Devin Booker, like I could see Devin Booker getting up to like 27 points a game. Yeah. And like standing out in that category. I could see, like there's a path to Donovan Mitchell to kind of do that too, right? Like he already got 20 points a game as a rookie. For Jamal Murray, I just don't really see anywhere. Well, like, he's going to be good across the board, I think. But I don't, I don't like. He's going to be four and a half assists and four and a half rebounds and like maybe one point one, one point two steals and like nothing where you just like, yeah, it's my ticket. Potentially, this is where you're going to see Jamal Murray plateau. I think he could. There's a there's a chance that he could get incrementally better. Uh, over this year, and simply because he's 21, he's on uh, Denver, and the team is kind of evolving together, and that's pretty exciting. He's got some stat lines uh, down here that are super impressive. Um, every once in a while, just throwing down, um, you know, seven, eight assists with three steals and six rebounds and five threes and 25 points. You know, like those are those are stat lines of of borderline all-stars. I'm not saying Jamal Murray's going to be borderline all-star next year, but I am saying, I think I've seen flashes. And that to me, that's one of the categories. When I look at someone who I want to draft, I need to see flashes. I've seen flashes from Jamal Murray. Okay. He barely made my top 50. That might be surprising. I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. I, I a hundred percent have Jamal Murray in my top 50. He was number 48 for me. All right. Just because I don't think he stands out in any category. And, I mean, like, I, I kind of think maybe Denver runs this back a little bit with kind of the same type of team. And I think he gets a little bit better maybe, but he doesn't produce anything super sexy. And he played 81 games, which, I mean, he played 82 and 81 games. He's been healthy two straight seasons. And when we talk about that, that you know. That's fair. He, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit more interested in him from a Roto perspective because I do play more Roto leagues, but. I'm with you there, right? He's he's definitely a guy who gets a bump in Roto, right? Like, I would probably move him yeah. up quite a bit in Roto. But in head-to-head, it's like, okay, like, I, I think I'd rather have, like, a Clint Capella type or a DeAndre Jordan type where at least they're standing out somewhere. Yeah, good point. Uh, I agree with you. And speaking of that, up next at 38 is Clint Capella, who um, had a really, really good season. Still only played 27 minutes a game. But, uh, you know, made the steps that people who I, I think were targeting Clint Capella this year, the, the steps that they wanted him to take. And he is having a pretty good uh, playoffs as well. Um, we're talking about probably the most elite uh, field goal percentage block rebound guy in the league 
uh, who obviously his free throw is going to hurt you, but it's not destroying you like it usually is um, with some of those guys. Clint Capella, um, he's only twenty four. All right, I want to, I want to, I want to test your big man hierarchy. Oh boy. Okay. So okay. you got Clint Capella or DeAndre Drummond? Mm, that's probably what I would be debating. Oh wow, really? I'm probably just because of the he the the really um, impressive leap in free throw percentage from Andre Drummond. I'm going with Andre Drummond, and and the guy's like a lunatic when it comes to rebounding. Uh, Marcus Saul or Clint Capella? You know I love Marcus Saul. That's not fair. Uh, I don't even think that one's a question. I don't think the first two are questions. I'm going I, with Marcus Saul. Uh, Nikola Vucevic or Clint Capella? Mm, I'll probably go. I, I like Vucevic's all around game now, so I'll probably go Vuk. Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Uh, let's see. Next big man on the list is Hassan Whiteside, Al Horford, or DeAndre Jordan. You taking any of those guys over Clint Capella? Clint P- Capella, Clint Capella, Clint Capella. I actually took Al Horford and Hassan Whiteside over Clint mm-hmm. Capella, assuming that Hassan Whiteside is on a different team. Okay, that's fair. All right, so we kind of got a peg, kind of where I think he belongs. Um. In those lower tier, but still relevant big man. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like around the 40, 40 to 50 range sounds right. And that's where Clint Capella kind of ended up this year. And and this is another one that I think it's worth saying, right? That like just because he only played 27 minutes, like don't crap yourself thinking if he gets 32 minutes – that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Like we've seen this with a lot of big men. Sometimes more is not more. <laughs> Sometimes more is less permanent and about the same total. That's true. Let's move on. I think we got Clint Capella pretty squared away to um, the new LA Clipper, Tobias Harris, who went from Detroit to LA this year. Tobias Harris, yeah, usually underrated, kind of another one of those guys where. Does a lot of really good things across the board, but not spectacular in any other way. But saw a little bit more of a feature role in in, in L.A. I always seem to find this guy on my team. <laughs> no one likes it. He's a dumb. He's got a bad name. He's not flashy, and he's a good fantasy player. And people just and he always seems to just like get a little bit better, right? He got 19 points for the first time, and. Mm-hmm. He got the steals that he hadn't gotten in a while, and he did this, and he did that, and he got a few more rebounds, and he got three assists, and, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. I just always feel like everyone sleeps on him, and I mean, yeah. like, even I did. He's, he was 39th this year. I had him outside my top 50, and he'll go at, like, 60 or 70, and yeah, you'll get him probably be on my team, and, and I mean, it's just like, it just keeps happening to me, man. It just keeps happening to me. Like and I would last... suggest it should it should keep happening to everyone. Um, he is right around um, kind of like a 50, 60 player, and I think he's going to be a 50, 60 but, player. But he, you should take him, and you should take him. Here's what I'll say. I would much rather have him than Will Barton and Josh Richardson. And... Yeah, that's fair. 
You know what I mean? Like, and and I think some, some people like jump on those guys. Like, oh, this guy's got upside. Blah blah blah. Well, Tobias Harris has safety. Yeah, sometimes safety is better. He'll safely be probably somewhere in the somewhere between forty and sixty next year. Um, a newcomer to the top fifty, Joe Ingles. Um, you were on Joe Ingles before the season this year. I think you you, you liked him. I was I was intrigued, and he ended up finishing fortieth. Uh, yeah, and the thing I I liked about Joe Ingles was I think that we saw in limited minutes he got a lot of steals, and he actually didn't end up getting a super amount of steals like I thought he would. But he's a guy who just and and I talked about this like for someone who was going at the end of your draft. He was going to do a little bit of everything. He was going to be that type of player, the the auto porter type, and he's obviously like a, a little bit less. Like role a poor player. man's auto porter, right? He just does a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and the four point eight assists were awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I feel pretty good about this guy. I don't have him in my top fifty. He's thirty years old, but if he's going to get a big role where he's a starter, I mean, he's kind of in that Tobias Harris. 60 70 range i think yeah and i don't think he'll get drafted there because utah players always get hated on he'll probably get picked at like later than 100 or 100 and he'll definitely probably be on some of my teams yeah everybody's been killing him for looking like the dude that they see at their pickup games so uh yeah he'll probably get uh overlooked and you could you'll probably be able to pick him up uh here's a guy who's not going to get overlooked but uh surprisingly only seventy played seventy three games this season and ended up forty first. Clay Thompson, uh, I know on average um, he has kind of slowly gone down over the last three years. A little bit of that is due to the workload that Curry and Durant uh, get to take over Clay Thompson, and a little bit of that I think is due to the rest of the league kind of uh, basically trying to be. Clay Thompson, and so being Clay Thompson isn't as rare as it used to be. Uh, but I am a little surprised to see him all the way down to forty-one. Um, Clay Thompson is another one of those guys, right? Where like he shoots really good percentages, so in roto leagues he gets a little bit more sexy. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So Clay Thompson is a guy I also can't quit. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least out of those guys who kind of do – who are guards who don't give you the assists that you want and the steals that you want, at least he is breaking the three three three-pointers a game mark. Right, and, and so I think that bumped him up over some other guys. And Well, here's one that, that probably may surprise you, right? Clay Thompson or Donovan Mitchell for next year? Oh, man, that's, that's a good question. I, man, uh, probably Clay Thompson. And that's what I went to. And but only I, based on the percentages. If I don't care about percentages, I think I take Donovan Mitchell. And that's fair. I went with Clay Thompson at 29th in my rankings. And I don't know. I went back and forth between him and Marcus Gasol. And I actually ranked Marcus Gasol lower than him just because Marcus Gasol shot 42%. And I'm worried that if the Grizzlies suck again, Marcus Gasol might just chuck some more. <laughs> and Yeah, I might just try to get wet. Like, yeah. why not? And, and, like, you know, just shoot bad and... But I don't know, man. I I just I Clay Thompson. I don't know that I'm rational about him, man. I always just seem to like him and get him on a lot of my teams. And well, I will try to remember that going into our listener league, uh, where I uh, definitely beat, I, uh, made you look foolish and beat you senselessly in the listener league. So 
Oh, live it up, Mike. You got one on me. I will. 1-0. That's all that matters. Um, 1-0. Now, I don't know about all that. Like, 1 out of 42, maybe. We, we will talk about that next going into next season. We will get listeners. Speaking of that, all you listeners out there, uh, if you're interested in the Listener League, you're going to have to hit us up. But let's get through these final top 50 guys. Um, old. Speaking of old boring, like like Marcus Sol, old boring Al Horford. 42nd. Getting love, underrated now. Love uh, love Al Horford. I've always loved Al Horford. He's always underrated. Now he's even more underrated. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know that there's really a lot to say about Al Horford, is there? He's Al Horford. He's, he shot in a probably unsustainable three point percentage this year. That's yeah. the only thing I'll say. Um I we all we both love Al Horford. Everybody should know Al Horford at this point, especially if you listen to this. The dude is uh, across the board great. And uh, he's underrated, and you usually can get him as a steal. He's go look at his per game. He's ranked higher than you'll ever dream that he was. Like you're like, what? He's been in the top thirty for years. Yeah, he's been in the top thirty for years. Stop overlooking Al Horford. Uh, next up, another guy we can't quit. Ricky Rubio, who did have a down season this year, but still was able to be forty third overall in seventy seven games, playing only twenty nine minutes a game. So, were we right or wrong? Because I get blasted for this call being bad a lot. And I think I it was think right. We were I, right, I, right the, on a technicality. Like, he the, was good. He was he right was for all the wrong... Him out to be. Well, he was, he was good, right? And he was as good as I said he was going to be, I think. He just didn't get the assist, which drove me nuts in a couple leagues. Like, it yeah. hurt me in a couple leagues, and I understand why people get pissed about it. Because, I mean, but you were a green-eyed space alien or a man who can tell the future, Nostradamus himself, if you thought he was going to get 5.3 assists a game. There's no way in hell anyone could have predicted that. No. If you thought him and Kyrie were going to be similar in assists, you are you were playing the wrong – you should be playing the lotto, not this game. So um, – I still think I was kind of right, but I get where I was wrong. Yeah, we we both were hard on, in on on Ricky Rubio, and so we were technically right. He had a pretty good season, but he did not have the great season that we thought he could, and he could have had a better season if he would have played more. So I ranked him forty first for next year. Thoughts on that? Pretty fair. Sounds all right. Thinking about it, I think um, the I think the assists only go up, and he's only better, but. That's just the Let's talk about another guy that we can't stop dreaming about. Uh, Gary Harris, number 44. 34 minutes a game. Uh, did finish uh, below Jamal Murray, but he only uh, Gary Harris only played 67 games. So I assume if he would have played 81, he would have blown right by Jamal Murray. I love Gary Harris. You love Gary Harris. He's an elite steals guy. Uh, got a lot of upside, and I think he is kind of one of the pieces in Denver that they're going to be building around. I think he can get better next year. I'm going to move up in my rankings. I ranked him 31st. That sounds pretty good. That sounds like you moved him up. Uh, here's his surprise at 45. Terry and Prince. Oh, did you do that on purpose? Surprise at 45? No, I didn't. It's just I'm just naturally good at at this. Um, this one was a hard one for me to peg. Because I don't really know what the hell to think about Torian Prince for next year. 
Yeah, we were all kind of like, hey, he could get big minutes, and hey, he kind of looks like he could be a decent across-the-board fantasy player, and he got minutes, and he was a decent across-the-board fantasy player. Yeah, and, and I think I think you were higher on him than me, which was fair. Um, yeah, I not think, by a lot. It's not like I had him in my top 50. And, but I think I was kind of right about his game kind of being, like, blasé, you know what I mean? Like, I think... That, like, some people were thinking, like, oh, man, he's going to get, like, two steals a game, and he's going to do this awesome and that awesome, and, uh, like, he's going to block a shot a game if he gets 30 minutes. And I'm like, I don't really think he is, guys. Like, I just, mm, is mm. he? Uh, but but he went from people who don't know who this person's name to uh, an, an almost Tobias Harris. Oh, dude, we, we definitely both made some profit off him. I think we can agree yeah. on that, right? Like, like, you made some profit on him, and so did I. Yeah, this and year. that's why I was on him. I was like, hey, this guy is going to be relevant if you don't think he is. Um, but if I might have been a little too into him, but yeah. If he's picked in the top 50 next year, I'm out. Yeah, I'll be surprised if that happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This and guy, well, go ahead. If, but, like, if he's picked above pick 75, are you in? That's barely above 75, maybe. I, I think I'm. I think I'm but, like at 75. That's kind of where I'm starting to go. Oh, is Torian Prince around? What's he up to? Yeah. Because I don't think he's ever going to get like 35 minutes a game, right? Like, I mean, the, the Hawks sucked, and he got. I don't. Minutes. I don't know what's going to happen in Atlanta next year. Um, I don't know. I think. Well, but there's a new I, coach, right? 75. I think I could be. I could get him 70, maybe even before that. There's a couple of these guys that I don't trust on here. <laughs> I, I'll I'll back you, but there's also some guys that you're going to throw in there that were hurt that. Are gonna kind of bump all these guys down too. You gotta to remember that. Yep, that's very true. Um, speaking, of, uh, here's a guy who's not going to fall out of the top fifty, who had a very so this uh, much more impressive year than we thought he was. Gonna this be. was a definite W for me, right? Because I because everybody everybody was zigging. And everybody zigging. everybody said there's no way Jeff Teague's a top fifty player. He only played seventy games and he was still a top fifty player. So number forty six, Jeff Teague, seven assists a game. Once right and, and that was my call, right? I said the assists are going to be like six and a half, seven a game. I feel like this was yeah. this was one of my best calls of the season. Right? I Absolutely. think I nailed this player. Absolutely, and I think uh, by the time preseason was over, you had convinced me to uh, move Jeff T up in my rankings as well. Right, and so. I and and so I think the two of us, more than anybody, had this player pegged perfectly. Absolutely, I did not hear a lot of people loving Jeff T out there, and I think by the time uh, it was draft time. Those last few weeks before the season, we were probably the only people out on the on the corner yelling Jeff Teague's name. Right, and so say what you want, right? I heard all the, oh, he's going to be the fourth option, bloody, 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 blah, never going to get seven assists, blah, blah, blah. No. this and, and I feel great about him right in the same area next year. I think he's going to be a very similar player, assuming the team is very similar. That was a great, that was a great call, Tyler. Um, here's another guy who um, surprised a lot of people, being a rookie. Jason Tatum, number 47, played 80 games. Uh, this guy, watching him in the playoffs now, like looks like he's going to be something else. So this is the one I might take back of my top 50, and I might put him in. Yeah, I took on, him out. He is trending up, that's for sure. But let's look at his fantasy game. But is, is his does his fantasy game does his game translate to a Top, like eventually, even eventually, a top fancy player. No. 
Not top. He, he, I, he's, he can reach the one steal, one block criteria. His percentages are very good. But what else is he doing? Yeah. And he, you got to throw Gordon Hayward in this mix somewhere. So does he even still get 30 minutes a game? That is the uh, hundred two hundred million dollar question, and that's that's really Harry what and, and and Hayward changed that whole team, right? And that's really what knocked him down for me. Like he like there were people I was thinking about putting in the top fifty. He really wasn't even in like the thought because I'm like, well, Gordon Hayward's going to come back and play like thirty two, thirty four minutes a game, and I'd be surprised if they don't find a way to get Jason Tatum thirty minutes a game next year. Brad Stevens is kind of a genius. I'll give you that, and he's. But like, and then in the playoffs, and this is kind of what made me rethink it. It's like seen a lot of really good stuff from a really young guy in the playoffs, and so now it's kind of like, well, where do I peg him? Right? Like, I think right now, if I had to redo it, he's probably somewhere in the like fifty to sixty range for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but as one of those guys, we've been talking about a lot of these guys who are in that. 50 to 60 range, uh, your Tobias Harris's, uh, your Tyrion Prince's, perhaps, Josh Richardson, perhaps. This Jason, Jason Tatum being in there is like a temporary thing. This guy's got so, a ceiling that's, that's incredibly high. Yeah. So I would rather have Tobias Harris for next year, but I'd rather have Jason Tatum over all those other players probably. Yeah. In fact, like if I had to choose between Tobias Harris and – Tatum, like, I wouldn't care who I chose. Yeah. We'll Probably that. next year I'd lean Tobias because he's going to play and, and Tatum is going to be questioned. But so the next two Brad guys. Stevens, man, I, I, I'm talking myself out of it already. Brad Stevens has got to figure out a way to play this guy. Yeah, but, like, he's. I don't think that there's, like, a ton of upward mobility in the sense that, like, is it going to be a lot more than 30 minutes, right? Like, No, probably not. It's not going to jump right now, not today. It's not going to jump to like thirty-five, right? So it's like I just, unless there's another big injury, right, which we can't predict. Sure. But like, you know what I mean? Like, and and so like, yeah, okay, he gets a little bit better, but he also plays like the same minutes, and so like, what's he going to do? Like, jump a couple spots? Like, you know what I mean? It's not like I don't see him like coming out and dropping twenty points a game next year. That's fair. I'm with you there. I think. Um... His name recognition might be a little high going into next year as well, but a lot of Boston boys um, and a lot of hype from this playoff series. So you do got to watch out for that as well. Let's knock out all three of these last players. Well, let's do the let's do the you, two and then the one because I think the okay. one the one there might be something we have worthwhile to say, and the other two are kind of. Well, I'm interested. Who are you talking about? In some ways, very similar, right? So DeAndre Jordan and Steven Adams, right? Like, do you even want either one in a Roto League? 48-49. Steven Adams, I'm more interested in. Because he doesn't shoot quite as many free throws, and he gives you a little bit more. Like, DeAndre Jordan blocking less than a shot a game this year was very disappointing, right? Can we both agree on that? Very. And so I don't really know what to do with him for next year. In that sense, like, do I really want a big man on my team? Like, okay, yeah, f- like the 15 rebounds are amazing. So in a head-to-head league, I'm interested. But if he's not going to block shots, like, that's just kind of disappointing anywhere. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with that guy if he's not going to block shots. So I had him he's barely in, Stephen Adams. I had him barely in my head-to-head top 50. And 
I'm hoping that the blocks go back up, but sometimes they don't, and sometimes they do. And Steven Adams is kind of a similar player. He was just outside my top 50, but I was kind of thinking about him in there. Yeah, I, I think I like him a little bit more. He's 24, and I just kind of like his steals and um, just what he does all across the board. And he had a, a period of time where he was shooting a little bit better free throw over this season. I was like, ooh, look at this, and then it kind of fell off, but whatever. That was so, 48 and 49. So we talked about the player I nailed the most. Here's the guy that we, Number we, 50 we, is, we were both on, this guy, once he got traded. But Mr. Is, Mr. Mark Roberts nailed this player. His name is Enos Cantor, and – Per minute, we knew this guy is a fantasy just all-star. And what getting him wherever you drafted him and being able to just knock out 14 points, 11 rebounds, half a steal, half a block, 60% field goal, and 84, almost 85% free throw shooting with like zero turnovers. You made out like a bandit no matter where you drafted this guy. And and we talked about this, right? He was in the top 50 in Mark's rankings in 26 minutes a game. And and I remember as soon as the trade happened, we talked about it. And it was like, like, this is a guy you people have to pick because he's going to be a top 50 player, even if he only plays 25 or 26 minutes a game. Well, Mark nailed it because he played 25.8 minutes a game and he was number 50. In 71 games. So it wasn't even like he played 82 and it was a fluke, right? He only played 71. Which is yeah. probably about the average. So yeah, so I shout out to Mark for that one. He he drilled it. He helped us all. And if he listened, he probably got a good value. Absolutely. And uh, that is rounds out the top fifty. Um, as Tyler was talking about, Mark's rankings for next season will be on hashtagbasketball.com. Obviously, closer to the actual season once we get through are the, the crazy, legitimately nuts offseason that this could be. We have a ton of of just franchise-changing rookies coming in, along with a regular draft after those franchise-changing rookies get drafted. And, you know, this is just – it's going to be – I feel like we're going to look back at this offseason and go, man, that was a real culture change, wave change. I don't know how you want to say it, but generational change. Uh, with with how many rookies we good rookies we've had over the last two years, and this giant crop of rookies coming in, me and Tyler will be doing um, a uh, post NBA draft uh, podcast on all the guys. Um, we are going to probably be taking a hiatus until after the NBA draft. But if you are interested in us talking about anything uh, over the off season, you want to talk about dynasty stuff, keeper things, uh, you got questions about your league specifically or just stuff that you want to know to prepare you for next season uh we'll be picking that back up obviously nba draft and free agency all happen right at the same time uh almost overlap each other anyway and uh we're gonna hit that when the big news comes out so you can be prepared for what you need to decide there but like i said do not hesitate to hit us up tyler where can people reach you uh, you can find me on Twitter at Watsy4444. And Tyler has some great way-too-early rankings up on hashtag basketball.com. Go check those out right now. Um, and you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us. And if you really like the show and you like to gamble, go on draft.com, use the promo code BOXES. Going into next season, we're going to have some other opportunities for people to interact with us. Uh, and we're going to be trying to uh, imp- improve the show the best way we can. But the, 
the best way we can is if you leave us feedback and how you would like to hear the show because we're doing this for all you guys. So we appreciate you guys listening all season, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody.